everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hey. Hi. Welcome to Hop Culture. We want to start by saying thank you so much for listening. Today, we are offering you a slight reprieve from being bombarded by our voices and adding a little flair by including one of my dear friends, Ms. Lauren Doty Snyder. Welcome to Lauren. Thank you. So Lauren and I met our first semester of college. We were in a sociology class together, and I had sort of a crush on her because she had the most beautiful red hair I had ever seen in my life. Lauren, do you remember? You probably don't remember, but like you and Jacqueline were sitting in front of me, and I think I was just like, hi, I love your hair. And you were like, oh, thanks. Okay, I do remember because that is when I realized that I make a terrible first impression. No, you don't. I think about, yeah, a couple introductions to a handful of people in my life where I've been like, I make the worst first impression. That was one of them. I'm so lucky that you like. You do not. Continue to talk to me after that. I just weaseled my way into your life pretty much. We ended up being roommates and I really had no business like living with you guys because you guys didn't know me that well, but I just knew that we had to be friends. So here we are. I agree. That's why we let you in. We were like, this is meant to be. This is meant to be. Exactly. Lauren had a certain brand of East Coast cool that I just had never been exposed to before. So I was, I was, uh, I was very taken <laughs> from, from the beginning. <laughs> That's super nice. You are making me sound way cooler than I am. So since we started the podcast, we usually have like a running list of topics that we want to talk about. And Anne has had, um, and I quote, dogs, LOL, on the list since day one. <laughs> and I've been resistant <laughs> because I don't have a dog. And our family growing up had a few dogs, but it was more when I was like a teenager and almost out of the house when our parents got them. Well, with the exception of Claire Lucy. Claire didn't attach Yeah, I didn't, I didn't imprint yeah. on the dogs, exactly. <laughs> we had this one really rotten uh, Jack Russell Terrier named Lucy, I guess, when I was like a young teen, but that didn't end well. She was not a good fit <laughs> for the family. So. <laughs> the sweet dogs we had later, I just didn't get to know as well. So I am pro-dog, love dogs. I'm happy for other people to have them, but I just don't know a ton about them. <laughs> So I was like, well, I got to get Lauren on the pod because she has had kind of a, an intense dog experience lately. So Lauren, do you want to tell us a little bit about Gordon and his story? Yeah. So I, at the end of last year, like everyone, I wrapped up 2020 and I was like, that was a dumpster fire. That was really hard. And I had seen, I've been following this breeder for these Bernie's mountain dogs that I've loved forever. And she was um, like 30 minutes south of where I live in Salt Lake. And uh, her dog was having puppies. And she had commented to someone on Instagram that they were on a wait list. And so I told my husband, hey, I'm going to put my name on a wait list. I need something exciting to look forward to after this gong show of a year that we've had. 
And he was not on board at all. <laughs> but I was like, the good news about a wait list, I was like, all these puppies are spoken for. We'll get a dog in a year. And he was like, okay, I can give me a year. And I was like, okay, great. I have something to look forward to. We're going to do this. So like maybe 10 days later, I got a text from the breeder and she was like, hey, your dog will be good to go at the end of March. And this is like the end of January. And she's like, are you still interested? And I was like, oh, uh-oh, how am I going to tell my husband that the dog is coming, that we've got like eight weeks instead of 12 months like we thought. So I just showed him the text message, fully prepared for him to be like, absolutely not, tell him no. But in the very uncharacteristic Kirk, he was like, well, <laughs> he said the four words that everyone loves to hear. I guess if you have to. <laughs> and that was all I needed. And I was like, okay, great, we're going to do this. So I uh, spent the next eight weeks in kind of a panic because I'd also found out in that time that I was expecting our fourth baby. And so uh, a puppy and a baby in like eight months of each other <laughs> <laughs> on no planet. Is that a good idea? And I think Claire is the only one that I told that we were getting the dog and I was pregnant. And I'm sure she probably thought that I was going to tell her I was like leaving my family or something. Cause I was like, I have something I have to tell you. I know it's a terrible idea, but it's too late now. There's nothing I can do. And so, yeah, we ended up with Gordy and in about eight weeks, we'll have another baby. So <laughs> I love it. Well, it's interesting. So on Instagram, I put like a question on our stories and I was like, hey, what would you tell a first timer or something along those lines? And a few people said a puppy is harder than a newborn. So you will actually get to compare those two because <laughs> the memory will be fresh when you have your baby of how hard I will be able to tell you guys. I did not think you were crazy. I was excited for you. And I, I knew I would get to live vicariously through you because I was like, I am never going to give my children this experience of having a brand new <laughs> puppy. So I get to watch the joy in your children's eyes and get to t taste a little bit of that. Has he been harder than you expected, easier than you expected? I've heard having a new puppy is very intense. So you probably were expecting it. I mean, it's like, yes and no. I would not say that it was like a baby. I think the dog was way easier than a baby. You know that, I think it's a Jim Gaffigan quote where he's like, what's it like having the fourth kid? Imagine you're drowning and someone hands you a baby. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I guess a puppy with kids is like, imagine you're drowning and someone hands you a puppy. And at first you're like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. <laughs> but then like pretty quickly the puppy's like swimming on its own. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you can stay. So uh, it was kind of like having a baby because we were, I was up a lot and all of that. But I mean, pretty quickly, he figures stuff out and you can leave them alone. Like you can leave and just like put them in a crate and walk away. The one thing is, though, is that as the mom, you are the mom of this thing. It's, you're worried about him choking on stuff. He gets sick and you're the one kind of like handling it. No one cares about like if he's eaten. Nobody cares. Like if he goes after toys or kids, everyone's like, mom. So it's like one more thing that you have to take care of. Mm -hmm. And so I guess I feel if you have room on your plate for a dog, then it fits in great. If you're struggling to like keep your head above water, which sometimes I am, then yeah, the dog might, a puppy might be the thing that undoes you. Yeah, 
for sure. Some days are really great and easy. And some days I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> He's so <laughs> cute though. He, we've got to get some pictures from you to like post on Instagram. Because he's he's adorable. Yeah, thanks. He is legitimately. Cute. And I will say the one thing I did, I was super um, vocal with the breeder. Where I was like, I want the chillest puppy. I want the sleepiest puppy that you have. The one that you cannot wake up. That's the one I that's want. That's the one for me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't want to be like chasing him down the street. I just need him to be super chill. He's gonna have kids literally on top of him from the second he walks in the door, and he's got to be cool with it. <laughs> and so I'm glad that I had a breeder that was willing to work with us on that and that I was vocal about needing a dog that was going to be not too much more chaos into my life. Yeah. Well, how did you find your breeder? Instagram. I saw her on Instagram and then she had like her website. And so I just put my name on that fateful wait list and then the rest is history. I love it. It seems so um, innocuous to just be like, oh, I'll just put my name on the wait list and like see you know it's like, like oh, just, gonna happen. and then it's like <laughs> next thing you know I love that okay so maybe we should set the groundwork we've already established I do not have a dog what you said about if you feel like you have room on your plate that's my excuse is I'm just like I'm barely handling the children in my life so like in good conscience I could not care for a, an animal in but uh everyone else like Anne, Grace, Tess, what are your guys' dog situations right now? Well, okay, so Grace and I, as children, would pray to get a dog frequently. Um, and after yeah. years of prayers seemingly going unheard, uh, my parents finally <laughs> relented and said we could get a dog. So I've been a big dog fan from a young age, and I used to research on... I think like the AKC website and like print out pictures of dogs and write down their attributes in my little notebook and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of a hardcore. I remember fan. you had like little dog pillows in your bedroom. Oh, oh you had a dog themed. Your bedroom was dachshund themed, wasn't it? Yeah, I had like dachshunds mm-hmm. and like poodles and stuff. Like yeah, Anne was, was very like dog girl dog theme. I feel like I was more. I didn't care about seeing dogs on stuff like I was adamant that I wanted a real live dog mm-hmm. that was what I wanted you know I, d- yeah. I didn't want a dog pillow <laughs> and I was old enough I feel like Anne was little and was just like sweetly praying for a dog and I knew that mom and dad were listening to us <laughs> saying our nightly prayers and I was just like trying to pull on their heartstrings mm-hmm. and hope that Classic. they'd feel like guilty <laughs> so <laughs> Just Anne was probably a little bit more pure in her intentions than I was. But <laughs> yeah, we eventually got a corgi and a miniature dachshund. So yes. um, two oh, we're big fans long, of these Debbie Lake short dogs. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get them at the same time? Um, we got Abby the corgi um, like a couple years before we got the dachshund. Okay, I was going to say, that's like grade A parenting. Let's just do two. <laughs> two at once. <laughs> Are you guys specifically trying to avoid saying our dachshund's name because of its <laughs> question? It's embarrassing. It's, it's Nugget. The dog is named Nugget. Who named Nugget? I think it was Anne, wasn't it? I think it was Definitely me. Anne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to name him. Pete. Name him? Toby and Pete. Oh, Toby. Oh, those yeah. are cute. <laughs> but those are really cute. I don't know. No so one cute. no one wanted those. So we ended up with Nugget, which is surprising <laughs> that that 
was yeah i am surprised that everyone agreed to that name again i think it was kind of just i wore people down which is a life lesson that dogs have taught me or just the process of getting a dog is that sometimes in life you just have to be so relentless and annoying in asking for what you want that you wear down other people's will Mm -hmm. and totally they give it to you so now i have another dachshund (laughs) uh, named (laughs) louie but he's a standard size dachshund so he's actually like way bigger he's big yeah than a normal dachshund that because normally you see mini ones so he's like 25 pounds when i saw him i was like what's wrong with him like he's a giant yeah, me too. <laughs> he's <huge. laughs> he some sort of like syndrome <laughs> why is he so big <laughs> like clifford he's a cute yeah he's the clifford of <laughs> of dachshunds exactly he's super cute <laughs> He does seem to, whenever he's at my house, he has accidents. Is that something yeah. that happens at your house, Anne? <laughs> I forgot about that. I think it's, no, he never has accidents <laughs> at our house. It's like something about Claire brings it out of him because actually mm-hmm. the first time she came to my house, he also had an accident. And then mm-hmm. last time you were at my house, he threw up. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what about Claire. Like, he knows that like Claire is predisposed to not love dogs. And yeah, he gets her like He gets nervous. Vibe. Reinforces her ideas. I am perfectly yeah. I'm perfectly nice to him. I I call him sweetie every time I trip over him cuz I'm used to it being like That's a true. child. So I'm always like, "Oh, sorry, honey." And then I'm like, "Oh, it's a dog." But he's he's always like he's really, right at my feet. He's always underfoot. He's very clingy and really, really cuddly and just like the most boring possible dog. You like, you can't get him to play. He's not boring. He's a cutie. What about you, Grace? So my dog's name is Jet. Uh, he's he's like a Chihuahua. I think he's probably mixed with something. He's not like tiny. He's you know. Uh, yeah, he's are we all naming a... the weights of our dogs? He's seventeen yeah. pounds. No, I'm not. I'm not sure his exact weight, but he's. He's just a beautiful little prince. He is. And <laughs> everyone, I can tell that they are sort of like humoring me slash making fun of me and, and think that maybe I don't, maybe I don't see it in their eyes, but <gasps> I love Jet so much. Grace, not um, me. No. No. You know I love Jet. I'm not. I just love how much you love Jet. It's very, very heartwarming. And he is. He's a very cute little guy. <laughs> He's so cute. He's the opposite of Louie because he's mm-hmm. so, so hyper, mm-hmm. but in a good way. Yeah. He's got what did a dad of- say about Jet? Did he say he's he's personality plus or <laughs> <laughs> something like that? He's he's in your face. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. Louie is underfoot and Jet is in your face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Grace, and he was a rescue, right? Yeah, I got him. He was like three or three and a half. I got him from the Humane Society shelter. So what was it like rescuing? Like, did you have to like train him from scratch? Did you feel like he had some basics down already or? It was hard to say because the first the first couple of days that I had him, he did go to the bathroom in my house. Mm-hmm. But then he, like, after two days, he was completely house trained. So I would imagine he must have sort of been house trained before and it just sort of like some time had lapsed and he forgot maybe because he, he got trained pretty quick with that. And I mean, that's pretty much the only training that I've done with him. Sometimes with small dogs, 
I feel like it's easier. You really have to train big dogs, whereas with a small dog, if it's being bad, like I just scoop them up. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Which is like probably not (laughs) ideal, but like he loves people. He's not going to go lunging after somebody. So if he has bad manners, I just kind of shut him in a room or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Lauren, how big is Gordy going to get like when he's fully grown? Um, He'll probably be like 100 pounds. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So right now he's 75. Oh, wow. (laughs) Nice. When he goes after people, it's tough. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I can't control him, actually. Yeah, I've got kind of like a beef situation from the Sandlot in my neighborhood right now. Like, kids will come over and they'll be like, where's the dog? (laughs) Hey, that's probably kind of a good thing. Well, I don't know. I think he'd be a terrible guard dog. It's just little kids. He'll like he'll level any little kid, but like any any like men actually menacing figure. He's like, no thanks. You're on no, your thank own. you. That's so cute. Tess, what about you guys? Are you and Luke dog people? Are you planning on getting a dog? What's your situation? Yeah, well, Luke is begging for a dog almost constantly. He's very enamored with Jet, and so. It's really hard anytime we go over to Grace's because he relapses. So I'm in a weird position where like the tables have turned because I have to tell him like, no, we can't get a dog, which is completely reversed from my childhood. But yeah, I think once we get out of the phase of living in apartments where they charge you extra for having a dog, then we for sure will get one. Mm -hmm. It's funny when Tess has to be the one stomping on dreams because that's just Yeah, it's bad when I'm the voice of reason. (laughs) That's not a good sign. (laughs) Okay, so we had a couple of questions or things people brought up on our Instagram. So I'm just going to kind of run them by you guys and I want to hear dog owners what you think. So I didn't really give you guys a heads up, so it's okay if it's too much personal information, but someone was wondering, she said she's considering getting like a mid-sized dog and she was wondering about how expensive it is once you own the dog, like the annual costs associated with owning a dog. Anything you hadn't considered before or things that were more expensive, less expensive? Um, I'll go first. So it's probably been a little more expensive than my husband thought it would be. There's vet bills and like shots they have to get in the beginning. And then Gordy has his breed, has sensitive stomachs. So you have to buy them special food. And that has been a little bit more of a line item than I had originally (laughs) let on when I was telling Kirk about this. So I think if you have a dog, and then I guess it depends on training too. We really wanted to do comprehensive training for him because he is going to get big and I have no idea what I'm doing. And we've got a lot of little kids. So he's got, um, he's going to like this obedience school right now. So it's been a financial investment for us in a certain way, but all that stuff is optional. Like if you had a dog that's stomach was just normal, then like, you know, Costco's got food and it's great. Yeah, I would say it can vary so much because you never know if your dog's gonna have like a health problem, but just assume that they are probably going to have some sort of health problem that causes you to either have to get a special food or medicine or like vet bills. Louie was really cheap for us in the beginning because he didn't have any issues. He ate kibbles and bits and still does. (laughs) So at first he was really cheap and we owned our house so we didn't have pet rent. But like a year and a half after we got him, we moved to California and we were renting. And even just having a dog narrowed down our options so much 
to the point that like some of the places we would have liked to live that were cheaper and really pretty, we couldn't live there because we had a dog. So we already kind of had to get a more expensive place because that was just what was available. And then they charged $100 in pet rent each month. Mm, um, wow. So Oof. he was automatically like $1,200 a year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you never know if you're going to move or, or if you're going to be renting, like how much pet rent could be. So they can be a lot more money than you're expecting. I would also factor in cost of boarding or pet sitters Mm -hmm. especially if you have if you have two adults who work you probably need someone to come daily and walk the dog or even if you don't just if you go on vacation it's expensive yeah and also the like (laughs) the emotional toll of worrying about your dog while you're on vacation (laughs) where normally you would just enjoy yourself and now you're like worried that it's gonna escape or something's gonna happen to it I think there's a lot of unexpected costs. I think it's sort of hard to budget for a dog. You'll probably mm-hmm. end up spending thousands more dollars than you <laughs> anticipated. Yeah, when we were younger, because dad grew up on a farm, and so he just did not grow up with the mindset of you pay any money for your dog. You know, you just like give mm-hmm. them scraps and put them outside <laughs> and they die when they die. But <laughs> we were all so attached to Nugget. And when he was, I think he was like, was he seven or six? He was he was kind of young. Mm-hmm. He might have been like five or something. He had like a slip disc or something in his spine, which happens a lot to longer dogs. And it was so sad. We had the option of having a surgery or putting him down. And we were going to put him down because our dad didn't want to pay for it. Um, well, it's just we all agreed that it was a big cost, not just dad. Dad, dad wouldn't pay yeah, for dad it. wasn't going to pay for it, that farm boy. But then he, when he was getting ready to leave, we were all crying and sitting around and like holding hands and stuff. And he was like, dang it. And he went and just paid for the surgery. So wait, it was like literally he was going to take Nugget to put him down? Yeah, he was plan. about oh, to. I didn't know like, what got Nugget was far. in the hospital and he was about to go. None of us wanted to go to the hospital, when, or not the hospital, the pet hospital. Wow. And then on the way, he was like, I can't do it. <laughs> so I didn't know it came that close. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think either. I was the only one home. Maybe, maybe it was just me and mom holding hands. And I crying. was on a study abroad and I had just gotten there and I got a text that said, pray for Nugget. He's going in for surgery <laughs> from dad. And I was just like, excuse me. Dad. Information and like, I wasn't supposed to text because it was like a dollar per text or something. So it's just like, Okay, I don't know what's going on. I was so worried. (laughs) But it could have been worse, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that being, I was already out of the house by then, but I do remember the drama of Nugget. And it's kind of crazy because that was like eight years ago or something. It's been so, Mm -hmm. maybe not that long, but it was a long time ago. And he's he's still kicking. Still plugging along. Yeah. Still hobbling along. Didn't mom have to sleep on an air mattress with him? For a while after we surgery. No, me and mom took turns. We used the couches to make like a little ring because he wasn't allowed to leave. So we just slept in the couches. It was very cramped. But <laughs> you guys. <laughs> but it was worth it. I was home too. We would freeze chicken broth in an Otter Pops case to try to get him to like yeah, lick it because he wasn't so drinking cute. anything. That's really heartbreaking. <laughs> That's the sweetest thing about dogs, I think, is people who originally weren't really that excited about the dog, like, become the dog's biggest fan, I feel like, in the end. Mm -hmm. Like, Anne, Matt, I always laugh, like, 
because Matt didn't <laughs> want Louis, and now Matt is like no. his main caretaker. Like he's always the one who's yeah. like taking him out, and like oh yeah, Matt does everything for Louis. <laughs> Should I say what he calls him, or is it not okay? You can say <laughs> he calls him turd. <laughs> Isn't that just what he calls yeah. him? <laughs> I don't know. It's become like an affectionate name, mm-hmm. like little turdy, and like. <laughs> But he loves him so much. (laughs) Okay. Is there anything else like unexpected that was like harder challenging about having a dog that maybe you didn't know before? Um, so I told the breeder what I wanted. I was like, I want a super chill dog. I want the puppy that is just unbothered by everything. And I thought that what it was as a puppy would be an accurate indicator of his personality as he grew up. And Gordy is almost seven months. And he was a pretty chill puppy, but he can be a real jerk sometimes. <laughs> so he's like, he's digging in my yard. He's chasing the neighbors. He's like, does not listen to me at all. I have high hopes, but maybe he'll grow out of it. But I guess the thing that was most unexpected for me, and it sounds stupid saying this out loud, but you romanticize it as you're like preparing for this puppy, is that like kids, they just have their own personalities. And mm-hmm. he just loves digging and chasing kids on bikes and going into my neighbor's garage. And I just have to learn to love him through all of it. That's actually, no, I think that's a really good point. I agree 100%. Like, sometimes you just don't know. You never know what you're going to get with a dog because you can't out-train them from some things. You might get a dog who just runs away or you might get a dog who, like, toots whenever people over and it's like embarrassing and it's just kind of like you have to be prepared that like there's just going to be certain personality traits that they have Mm -hmm. that you just have to deal with it really is like a kid because it's like kids will do things that totally embarrass you and you really have no control in front of other people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it comes out sometimes just when someone comes over Mm -hmm. like that's how i feel with with jet is With me, he's not really that in my face. I can, you know, push him away if he's being annoying. But when other people come over, suddenly he's just horrible. He's like so needy, (laughs) desperate for love. And I'm like, I don't know how to train him because he's not like that when we're just at home. That's so funny. (laughs) One piece of advice that I would give to people who are looking to adopt a dog is that a lot of times there's a reason that dogs in shelters came to the shelter, you know, they might have behavioral issues or something, and it can be traumatic for them to get adopted and then get put back in the shelter or like rehomed (laughs) because the family couldn't handle them. And something that I didn't know before I got Jet is that you can hire, you know, a dog trainer and have them come with you to the shelter and help you choose a dog that would fit your family and your lifestyle. Mm. Oh, that's cool. They can sort of help you look for things like aggressiveness or if they're good with kids or things like that. And that's not to say that dogs that have behavioral issues shouldn't get adopted, but I think that you have to really be honest with yourself about the time that you have to like dedicate to training a dog with those issues and money because it costs a lot to get that sort of training. Mm -hmm. So if you're sort of in my position, a single, you'd like to spend money on a dog, then like I would say absolutely adopt all the behavioral problem dogs that you want. But if you have kids and stuff, you can do that sort of thing. I think it's tempting to pick out the cutest dog at the shelter or something, but like Mm -hmm. just think hard about Mm -hmm. it before you 
that would be my main advice about adopting. Yeah. I did not know that you could hire someone to help you. That's a really good tip because I am afraid of ever adopting a dog because I'm like, how am I going to know? You know, Mm -hmm. what if I bring them home and then they reveal their true selves? But bringing someone is a really good idea. And it's funny you mentioned the toots because one of my friends on Instagram responded and said her bulldog, she had no idea like how gassy he would be. And he's actually set off their carbon monoxide detector. That's so funny. Oh, that's okay. Horrible. So on the more like romanticized side though, what are some of the benefits that you've seen? I guess I just sort of, love him when it's a good day he's so sweet and my kids do clobber all over him and he just takes it and um my husband travels for work and so uh, it's always kind of nice shutting down the house at night and being like all right gordy you're on (laughs) even though i have no reason to believe that he would be helpful in any sort of situation (laughs) but um there is kind of a little sense of security if someone heard the dog barking they'd probably think twice before coming in right and yeah he's just so happy to see us all the time even you step on him or you trip on him or yell at him or whatever and like five seconds later, he's like, oh, my gosh, I love you. You're the best. And you're like, thank you. Uh, I don't like I don't get that sort of acknowledgement from my kids, but I really know that the dog likes me. So it's just, yeah, I think for dog people who just like having the presence of a dog around, there's really nothing that comes close to it. It's fun having him in my house. One thing that I remember as a kid and a teenager having dogs was that they were so fun to take outside, needing to walk our dogs or at least get them in the backyard and play fetch with them or something always got me outside. And our dogs were fun to take on walks because they would both like (laughs) strain at their collars like they were reindeer guiding a sled or something like they were both (laughs) just straining so hard and we finally had to get harnesses for them so they wouldn't choke themselves. But it was really fun taking them outside. And I think that's a good thing for kids learning to go outside every day and totally and walking the dog and stuff. Yeah. For this episode, I was just looking up some studies that have been done about owning a dog as a kid. And there's tons. Granted, I did find one that was on the Purina website. So I don't know how, <laughs> if the funding. Unbiased. <laughs> Unbiased. Yeah, exactly. But a lot were actually from like educational institutions. But a lot did say kids that own dogs are more active and actually less likely to get colds and ear infections and stuff. Probably just because I don't know their biomes are a little more rigorous when there's mm. um, a dog even though I'm like I'm pretty sure our house probably has the same bacterial content <laughs> don't have a pet, but yeah that's a really good point just like keeping kids active what about you guys Grace and Ann well Louie is super cuddly which just couldn't be more perfect for me I really wanted a cuddly dog and this sounds maybe depressing but like during a time of life where so many things change all the time. We've moved a lot and like gotten different jobs and whatever. He's just this constant in my life and he's just always so calm and so loving. And I think if he weren't so anxious himself, I think he'd be a really good therapy dog. (laughs) (laughs) If he didn't have his own issues. Unfortunately, (laughs) we're kind of like helping each other out in that. (laughs) (laughs) But he's also really protective of me. 
And so it is comforting at night, like Lauren said. I don't know for a fact that he would actually be very helpful if there was a break-in, but it's nice to know at least he would bark. Yeah, he'd alert the neighbors at least. He sounds scarier than he is, so as long as they didn't see him before (laughs) trying to enter the house, he might deter people. (laughs) Yeah, he sounds like a big dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's got a very deep voice. Yeah, I. what I love about Jet is that he's just so funny to me. Everything he does makes me laugh. He really is personality plus because (laughs) he'll just do things that are just sassy. Like I get up in the morning to work and he just won't get out of bed. He'll just keep sleeping and he just seems like he's just sort of horrible. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) one time Tess was over, she saw this. He had something that he wasn't supposed to eat. So I told him he couldn't have it. And he just went trotting to my room and just glared at me as he walked by, like the meanest glare. It was so intentional. Like he meant to make Grace feel bad. And he's just always doing things like that. Like he's just, I don't know, he's kind of naughty, but in a way that doesn't inconvenience me at all. So it's just funny. And I like having a little entertaining guy. Yeah, he's so cute. Awesome. Well, Lauren, thank you so, so much for coming on. We know you have, as mentioned, a lot on your plate right now, so we'll let you go. But thank you. <laughs> Seriously, thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, thank you. Yes, that was so thank fun. you so much. Yeah, you guys, this was really fun. I told Claire, talking about my favorite member of my family, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was fun to like be able to comment, because usually when I listen to the podcast, I'm like, oh, I have things I want to say, but they can't hear <laughs> That was fun to be able to, like, comment back to you guys this time. All right. Does anyone have a weekly win? Well, I definitely do because I think I had maybe the best weekend of the summer. Well, I don't know. It's hard because I've had a lot of times. You just said that about the Portland one. I did? Oh, well, this is the new one. (laughs) It's really hard to say because I have had a very fun summer. But this one was so fun because we went to Dallas for my friend's wedding, which was so much fun. They had seriously the most fun Texan wedding, delicious barbecue, all the fun stuff you would hope for from a bunch of Texans. So that was really fun. Also, Dallas is close to um, Six Flags. So we went there, which was really fun. I think the main highlight was that I got to go to Magnolia Market and (gasps) Luke could not understand. I was trying to explain to him because I was like, should we go? Because it's like an hour and a half away. I don't know. But I feel like I'll regret it if I don't. And he was trying to be supportive, but couldn't understand why this was such a big deal to me. And I was like, well, it's just kind of always been my dream to go. And he was like, isn't it just a store? (laughs) Can I ask what could be a dumb question? But is that Joanna Gaines? Yes, it is. That's not a dumb question. Good job, Grace. That's not a dumb question. Yeah, I should I should clarify. It's Chip and Joanna Gaines have redesigned like they took these old silos and then they renovated them and made them into a cute market. And then they set up this whole thing with food trucks and tons of home goods. And then they have these little shops that she designed that are all like different. There's a children's one and men's goods. It's just very cute. So give us the inside scoop. Is it, and I'm I'm not trying to be a critic, I love Chip and Joe, mm-hmm. I mean, is it just kind of like a tourist trap of like overpriced stuff? Or would you actually be like, oh, I would shop here normally? That's what Luke and I were talking about. It was not that pricey. I got the cutest little salt and pepper shakers for 10 bucks, which I mean, it's just salt and pepper shakers. So that's not a good example, but they're so cute because they're shaped <laughs> like the silos. And they're just the cutest little things. But yeah, everything was about what I would expect it to be at like a 
normal home goods store. Like some, a lot of things I was like, Target would probably cost that much too. So really? Wow. Yeah. So I I felt like it was pretty decently priced and you could definitely afford to get some things there. Everyone had bags (laughs) Mm because you can't, you can't resist. It's so cute. But Luke did have to admit when we ended that it actually was really fun. We ate at the delicious food trucks. We ate delicious cupcakes, top-notch cupcakes from the bake shop. And it was just tons of fun. And I got to live my dreams. Luke is so sweet because I feel like Dave, he would totally go to humor me, but I feel like he also would be like, so what exactly is that? What are the silos? Like he, (laughs) no, that's exactly how Luke was before. And even during, he was like, (laughs) not quite sold on it. The only thing that he was really sold on was the bake shop and the food trucks. He was like, I'm glad we waited to eat here because I think I would have been really disappointed if if we hadn't eaten. (laughs) If it was just, if it was just walking through walking around and like holding my bags while I shop <laughs> at these random shops. I was really hoping Joanna would be there but she wasn't so that was my one critique but I know she can't be there every day it's gotta be so tough to be Joanna Gaines like she has so much on her plate mm-hmm. remember how mom texted us once and she's like is anyone else worried about Chip and Joanna like they just have so much I don't see like how I remember they can sustain that. this yeah. <laughs> I know. I was telling Luke they have books that they're writing. She writes children's books. Mm -hmm. She curates every single shop there, which there's 10 different shops (laughs) at that one place. She has her online thing and her show. And she, yeah, she has so many things on her plate, but she does them all surprisingly well. Mm -hmm. With grace and style. Okay, my weekly win um, is really pretty sad compared to that one. I finally ordered some claw clips for my hair. (gasps) I got that four pack on Amazon that everyone shares on their stories, which we will put on our show notes if you don't know the one I'm talking about. I don't actually. I don't. I don't. Well, (laughs) I've seen it a couple times and I'm always tempted because I've been patiently waiting for claw clips to come back into style because they're just the most convenient way to do your hair. Mm -hmm. I'm mad that they ever were like so out of style. So I finally gave in and I bought them and it's so nice. It takes two seconds to do my hair now. Yeah, I love that they're back in style. My hair was like wet and kind of ugly and I put it in a claw clip today and I was instantly cute or felt cute at least. So I didn't know what Matt would think of them because you just really never know what he's going to think of like a trend. (laughs) And the first time I wore it was on Sunday and he was like, your hair looks really cute. You kind of look like Jennifer Aniston. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) what a compliment. Wow. Which I think Jennifer Aniston is the closest thing to a celebrity crush for Matt. So I was feeling pretty Whoa. good. I mean, he only knows like five celebrities. So that's <laughs> yeah. definitely a compliment. And he only really knows her from the Friends era. So I think what mm-hmm. he meant was I just looked like kind of 90s that day. But <laughs> I appreciated it. I love clock lips. But mm-hmm. I used to do in, in like high school and junior high, <laughs> like curl my hair with hot rollers, which this was way after that was in style. Like I just, I just, um, I remember I would, your hot rollers. I would curl my hair with hot rollers and then twist it up into sort of like a Sarah Palin, like little updo, like professional woman updo thing. <laughs> And that was one of my best looks, even though uh, it aged me like 30 years as a young teen. Mm -hmm. But I yeah, those days. (laughs) That's exactly. If you ask me like, what did you look like when you were a teenager? 
that would be the first thing I would think of is like mm-hmm. a claw clip with like some little hair poking out the top. <laughs> a little like, <laughs> yeah, a little uh-huh. spiky. Yeah. It used to be like the spikier, the better. Mm-hmm. And now I was like looking at Pinterest, like how are people wearing these? Because I don't want to mess this up. And there's <laughs> not a spike to be found. There was a big spike energy back in the day. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel dumb because my weekly win is also a consumerist product. And I feel like we're a very uh, fast fashion pod today, but I'm just going to go with it. I'm just going to embrace it. (laughs) Embrace my truth. I got a new pair of sandals. They are Sorel brand. Anne was helping me look at sandals when she was here this last week. And I was running things by her because I don't know what's cool anymore. I've been in a vacuum. (laughs) And I was like, are these sandals cute? And she told me they were. They are just kind of like a sporty sandal. I feel like I need something that I can just like wear out and about with my kids, but is like a little bit more sturdy than just the fake Birkenstock $10 Target shoes that I've been wearing all summer. (laughs) They're like the only shoes I ever wear. (laughs) So I think they're really cute. They're super comfy. I feel like I'm walking on clouds. The reviews were a little confusing because a lot of them were like, oh, these are really cute. I love them. But some of them were like, I bought these for my 75 year old mom for her birthday. And like, she loves them. She's going to get another pair and another color and no shade (laughs) to 75 year olds. But I'm just like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if these are (laughs) cute or if they're like, I don't know. That sounds like shade. It does sound like shade to 75 year olds. You didn't want to look too young. You wanted something that would dull your sparkle you said i so did say that, that. i yeah <laughs> claire said that that's her aesthetic now that's my aesthetic well okay specifically how tess is always reinventing herself i feel like i'm a little bit needing to reinvent myself and i need i'm finding my way in sort of like a moana like era of self-discovery and i'm like you know what i think i need to not wear as bright of colors as i have in the past So yes, I did say as I age, I'm trying to dull my sparkle a bit. So um. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that phrase for it. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a mistake, but I am grateful to be witnessing. I think it's a mistake, but I think it's the type of mistake that's not going to happen. Kind of like when yeah. mom tries, when mom's like, I'm going to add more color to my wardrobe. And she <laughs> Never still happens. buys like navy and beige. Yeah. <laughs> like that with Claire, but the opposite. Yeah, Claire, you have such a bright aura. Oh, thank you, Tess. That's very sweet of you. I did just see a dress that is neon coral, and I was like, I've got to have it. So I don't know <laughs> how successful I'm going to be. Oh, no. My weekly win is that I took Claire's two oldest girls fishing and it was so cute. (laughs) I got them like little kids poles and Ella, especially because she's the oldest, she was really good at casting and she loved fishing and they were just so sweet the whole time. And (laughs) poor little Penny, she kept telling me like, I like fishing and like, I love fishing but it's just hard to be patient or like she would say that multiple times. <laughs> Those I are my feelings exactly. Except for the parts where you have to be patient. <laughs> and it was it's adorable. It's so sweet though that they're trying to like make sure you know that they're liking it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it was so, it was really sweet. I don't know where she got it in her head that it requires so much patience. Someone must have told her that you're going to have to be patient because she was like really kept talking about it. But I accidentally took them to a lake that only had two inches of water. So 
their lures never actually submerged. <laughs> um, I researched it online and, you know, it listed like four community ponds that would be good for just like little panfish. And I don't know who put that one on there because it was horrible, but they didn't notice. Like they, they kept saying like, I feel I, I had a fish on, I felt a fish tugging on my line and they told me so that like a lot cute. of fish were biting on the hooks and stuff yeah they thought they it were was fish so, on. Cute. so cute that's so cute but they had a great time penny forgot shoes <laughs> and uh there is currently a live bait container in the back of our van so they must have been, oh, must have been playing with it on the way home yeah they, <laughs> they got to touch worms and now they've been casting they love casting they've been practicing in the backyard like ever since so <laughs> Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. Bye.